Hi, and welcome to another broadcast of Faith Life with Pastor Earl, that's me, and friends. The friends are those that love the Lord, those of you that listen and share and sponsor and help and you want to further the kingdom of God, you want to see people get saved, you want to spread his word as far and as wide as we can. And I love this statement that Reinhard Bonnke, a great evangelist of the past said, he said, when we share the gospel, we're plundering hell to populate heaven. I sure want to see you in heaven one day. And you can go there if you have Christ as your Lord and Savior. We'll be studying the book of the Revelation, chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Custom Construction, and that is Willie. And Willie is a great young man that desires not only to build buildings, but to build the kingdom of God. He's building some um, buildings, and they're digging wells, and they're farming land over in Africa. So I like when folks decide out of their business, they're helping others. You can reach Willie. He can build you a house, a barn, a business, anything, remodeling. So call him at 443-791-4420. We're going to be sharing the Word of God in just a few moments. Let's set our hearts to uh, study God's Word by listening to this song. We've been talking about Jesus today, the revealing of Jesus. I love this song. I sing praises to your name. I sing praises to your name. If you know the song, just sing along wherever you're at today.
What a beautiful song. Why I like to share a little bit of music, and it's not just any kind of music. I love worship music, and I love worship music that is anointed by the Holy Spirit. And that was Jensen Franklin, a great pastor and a great soul winner for the Lord. And he plays the saxophone as well. So that was beautiful music. Revelation chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. We're studying this great book, and it's the revelation of Jesus Christ. And so the word revelation is apocalypse, which means the unveiling of Jesus Christ. You'll get a complete lesson on the person and work of Jesus if you'll just study in great detail Revelation chapter 1. Remember, it was John that wrote this on the Isle of Patmos, but he also wrote the Gospel of John, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and then this phenomenal prophetic book. So in Revelation 1 and verse 4, remember in verse 3, there's a special blessing if you'll just read the book, if you'll hear it and keep these things in your heart. John writes to the seven churches, verse 4. These are seven local, literal churches. They're also types of Christians or types of churches as well. We have the um, church that really loved Christ in Ephesus, Smyrna, the suffering church, Pergamus, getting married to the world, Thyatira, continual sacrifice, Sardis, the church of the Reformation, Philadelphia, the era of great revival, and then you have the church of Laodicea, and sadly, much of our church today in this country is lukewarm. And so we're not judging, we're just sharing the teaching of God's word. So these are seven literal churches, seven, several eras of church history, actually, periods of time. So he says, John to the seven churches, the word church is ecclesia, ek, called out assemblies. We're called out of darkness into this marvelous light, called out of the world to worship the one true living God, manifest in Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. These are churches which are in Asia. Here in the western half of Asia, this is the area now known as Turkey. Isn't it something how that an area can just one day be filled with believers and then through time almost no believers can be even found there? So he says, grace, oh, how we need God's grace. Grace is our standing. You're saved by grace and you stand in grace. It's not because we're so good, but because God is so good. And it's also how we deal with all the suffering and struggles of life. Almost everybody that's listening is going through some kind of struggle 
physically, emotionally, pain, uh, mentally, relational problems, whatever it is. And so we offer you through God, the grace of God. Charis is the Greek word, and it means divine favor. Grace be unto you, John says, and peace. If you have the grace of God in and upon your life, you'll also have the peace of God, and that is a peace that uh, Philippians says it passes our understanding. You can't understand how you could be going through such traumatic times and have the peace of God. It's because you have the grace of God upon you as well. It says it comes from him. This is speaking of the Father. And then there's a phrase that says, which is, which was, and which is to come. Our security is found in the eternal nature of God. He's the God of the past. He's the God of your present. And guess what? He will be there for you in the future. He is, he was, he is to come. This, I believe, is a reference to the Old Testament Yahweh. Well, he's still our Yahweh, but Exodus chapter 6, verse 3 talks about that. And it says, and from, you're going to really like this, the seven spirits which are before the throne of God. So imagine the throne of God, and we'll see that in chapters four and five, but the Holy Spirit there just ready to act on our behalf. One of the terms I love for the Holy Spirit is in John 14 to 16, where he's called the paraclete or the paracletos, one called alongside to help. He's our helper Oh, when you receive Christ as your Savior, you receive the Holy Spirit in your life, and that is the one that helps you through every single crisis you may face. Are there seven Holy Spirits? No. These are the seven um, characteristics of the Holy Spirit. He's the Spirit of the Lord, Spirit of Wisdom, Isaiah eleven two, Spirit of Understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, and of the fear of the Lord. Now, as we get into verse 5, it says, and from Jesus. So we have the Father, we have the Spirit, and now we're talking about our wonderful Jesus. And we're going to see his threefold office of prophet, priest, and king. As a prophet, he told us the truth. He's the faithful witness, and he'll never lie to you. He's a priest. He gave his life for us. He shed his blood for us. He gave the ultimate sacrifice and the ultimate offering, which is his own blood. And then he's the king. As the king of all kings, he is the one that expels darkness and he reigns supreme, and he reigns sovereign. So Jesus is your prophet, priest, and king. And verse 5 of Revelation, as we're revealing him, it says, and from Jesus, Jehovah is salvation, Christ, 
Christos, the anointed one, the Messiah, who is the faithful witness. We see him called this again in chapter 3 in verse 14. And the idea for witness is the root is the word martyr. He gave his life for us, told us the truth, but sealed it with his own blood. And then it says he's the first begotten or the firstborn of the dead. What does that mean? That means that he is the first of a supernatural being and we are his followers. And because he was resurrected from the dead, we will be resurrected as well. The first begotten in Colossians 1.15 so that in all things he might have the preeminence. The firstborn from the dead, which implies that there was a sacrifice made. So Jesus is prophet, Jesus is priest, and Jesus is king. Psalm 89, I believe it's verse 27, says, I will make a king, Messiah, a firstborn. And so this is our Jesus. And then it says he's the prince. He's the firstborn out of the dead. And he's the prince of the kings of the earth. Jesus, prophet, priest, and king. Many people will rise up and try to take over countries and take over governments and all. But Jesus is king of kings and Lord of Lords. He's the Prince of the Kings of the Earth. And then we close today by giving you this incredible statement. Unto him that loved us. Loved here is in the present tense. He loved us as we saw that at the cross, but Jesus loves you right now. You say, I'm all alone in this world. You don't have to be. You can have Jesus and his spirit will indwell you, and you will realize you do have somebody that loves you, on him that loves us, present tense, continually, and he washed us. Imagine being filthy and how good it feels when you're clean again. Well, Jesus did this for you on the inside by his blood. He washed us, the word is luo, and that means he loosed us. He loosed us from our sins. What can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And as loved is in the present tense, this word washed is in the aorist tense, which means it was a once and for all cleansing. It is finished, Jesus said. You don't have to continually sacrifice Christ. Christ died for you once and for all. We believe in the finished work of Jesus for you. Now today, if you don't know Christ as Savior and you'd like to receive him, pray this prayer along with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin. I turn from my sin. I change my mind, my will, my direction, and I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Help me to live for you. And if you're a believer, 
going through difficult times, Jesus will never fail you. He said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And we pray for your healing. We pray for your wholeness. We pray for your strength and go on strong in the mighty name of Jesus. This is Pastor Earl for Faith Life with a lot of good people praying for you.